Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Healthy Perspectives podcast. Thanks for joining us for today's journey, and I hope you enjoy. Hello, hello. Thank you for joining me again. I definitely always appreciate you giving me your time. I'm going to jump right in and I want I want to start off with the 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 topic of the day is what is a woman. Uh, I, I went ahead and uh, I, I've been watching the What is a Woman the documentary, and there's some things in there that were interesting. Um, you know, obviously, I, I'm just like I would if this were any any other uh, you know documentary. I know that there's there's a story being told. It may not be the story, uh, but it's definitely a story. So I went into it with an open mind, trying to figure out well, like what to make of this uh, this documentary. And uh, I'm going to key in on some things that I'm not sure um, got a lot of attention, per se, on the uh, documentary. But obviously, I come from a clinical world and I come from a, a clinical perspective when I'm doing these podcasts. And so I want to highlight some some clinical perspective on what I saw, what I observed in that particular documentary. Um, <clears throat> first... Let's go with reality fantasy. Uh, reality fantasy wasn't the point, but it is in in the mental health world. It is absolutely a focal point. Uh, the reality and fantasy world for us is a big deal. Um, what I learned from this documentary, and then I'm going to go ahead and after I tell you this, I'm going to go ahead and support it with with the evidence that I have um, from a clinical lens, of course. What I learned is that our culture is learning, is leaning toward schizotypal personality disorder, to be frank. It's, we are, uh, there's a sickness in our culture that's, that is a problem. And I'm not saying that transgender is the sickness. Hear me clearly. Schizotypal personality disorder has nothing to do with being transgender. It has to do with reality fantasy. When I watched this video, this uh, um, this movie, I I very quickly was able to identify that we have, by definition, some delusions, and the fear that they exists that prevents people from being able to talk about reality. I'm not talking about perception, but talk about reality is a problem. It's not helping the people who have delusions. And again, I'm not talking about transgenders. Uh, If you're transgender and you're out there, uh, you may or may not be delusional. You may be completely of the right mind or you may be delusional, just like anybody else. And so if you're personalizing this, please double check yourself because this isn't an attack on any one type of person. This is a clinical look at what is a woman because what is a woman should be pretty clear based on reality, right? There's the biological and then there's the the cultural perspective of what it is. Um, if you've listened to me at all, if you go back far enough, I think there's a really poorly recorded one, but a recording uh, that I did on uh, gender identity. 
So gender identity is where the culture gets to frame what it means to be in a particular category. The culture does that by individuals, um, you know, manifesting into the social, into the culture. So hang with me. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to explain why our culture may be leaning towards schizotypal personality disorder. I'm going to Go ahead and I'm going to pull out my, my trusty DSM. For those of you who don't know, the DSM, the Diagnostic and Statistics Manual, is what mental health providers study as, as a means of making sure that we accurately diagnose. Now, I should clarify, just because I can read the words in here doesn't mean that I'm trained to diagnose. All these people out in the world who try to self-diagnose, honestly, more often than not, um, although sometimes they get it right, often, more often than not, I would say they, they get it wrong. Uh, self-diagnosis is not an effective way to go about uh, trying to figure out how to treat what might be a mental uh, health issue. So I'm going to go to page 87, and I'm going to just read this for you. What is a delusion? Delusions are fixed beliefs that are not amenable to change in light of conflicting evidence. That would be, in, in the, the documentary, What is a Woman? That would be, for example, something like, uh, I have breasts, but I don't. Like, I cannot milk with my, my nipples. Uh, it's impossible. I'm a male. I can't. I can't do that. Now, some males can. What does that mean? Look, I, that means they're not delusional. If they can and they do, they are not delusional. It's very, very rare. And it's considered to be a medical issue. Um, not necessarily a medical dysfunction, but a medical issue. All right. Um, then it goes on to say their content may include a variety of themes, persecutory, uh, referential, somatic, religious, grandiosity, um, and so on and so on. So, look, I, I wanted to outline that the delusions are fixed beliefs that not, are not amenable to change in light of conflicting evidence. So if a boy says, I'm a girl or a girl says, I'm a boy, is that a delusion? By definition, yes. Am I saying that if you're transgender, you're delusional? I'm not telling you that because we're talking about two different things. One's a biological and one's a gender identity thing. So what is a woman? Well, a woman is both biological and gender identity. So what if you have biology of a woman, but you identify gender as a man? That means we have a confusion. We have a friction point, and we would have to address that. So let me go on because that's not the point of today's podcast. Today's podcast is to talk about why we as a culture in the United States, and maybe even in much of the world, are leaning towards schizotypal personality disorder. All right. On page 90, I'm going to go ahead and flip to it. On page 90, under delusional disorder, which is schizotypal personality disorder, right? It's one of the categories. Part A, it says presence of one or more delusions with a duration of one or one month or longer. Okay. Uh, criteria, the, the second one, B, it says criterion A for schizophrenia has never been met. 
So we have to look at what schizophrenia is and say it's a rule out. Basically, what I'm going to do there is I'm just going to say it rules out the possibility of schizophrenia if you have a delusional disorder. But if we're schizotypal personality disorder, we're moving in the direction of schizophrenic, which means a complete loss of reality. And that's a, that's a problem. All right. Part C says, apart from the impact of the delusion or its ramifications, functioning is not markedly impaired and behavior is not obviously bizarre or odd, which means we can have a delusion and function in most arenas of our life with relative normalcy. It doesn't mean we aren't inside psychologically impacted in a massive way by the delusion. D says, if manic or major depressive episodes have occurred, these have been brief relative to the duration of the delusional periods. It means it can't be, you know, we, we have to rule out depression and, you know, there's other things we have to rule out. I'm not going to read the whole DSM to you. Um, but part E says something very interesting. And so I really wanted to get to this part. The disturbance is not attributable to the psycho, uh, as I was, physiological effects of a substance or another medical condition and is not better explained by another mental disorder, such as body dysmorphic disorder or obsessive compulsive disorder. So then what do we do? We flip over and we take a look at body dysmorphia. What is body dysmorphia? And so I went ahead and I, I flipped a page. I think it's 242. Yep, 242. And I take a look and I go, okay, part A, preoccupation with one or more perceived defects or flaws in physical appearance that are not observable or appear slight to others. I want to stop right there for a moment and I want to highlight. If a person is trans they are dealing with some body dysmorphia stuff. I'm not saying that you're not trans. I'm not saying, like, you, you can be upset with me if you want. I'm, I'm not trying to put you into a container. What I'm simply saying is preoccupation with one or more perceived defects of our body. People can get body dysmorphia from scars, Matter of fact, a lot of people who are pregnant and have children end up with scarring and sometimes can, it can inhibit their, uh, their sexual drive from then on, not just because of the scarring, but because of their perceived dysmorphia, their perceived issues. They feel self-conscious about, uh, you know, being involved sexually and stuff like that. That's a big deal. I wanted to point that out because when we look at this stuff that's going on, do people have issues with their bodies? Yes. Why would we have issues with our bodies? Because our bodies are designed to do things and attract things, right? We, we put ourselves out there into the world to accomplish stuff. And we try to draw people into our world, um, and in, in, in order to accomplish stuff, Right. How do we make friends if nobody will accept me? Uh, you know, think about it. We've done, we've had movies on stuff like this forever. Hunchback of Notre Dame. 
Was he a sweet guy? Of course. But was he grumpy? Yes. Why? Because he was super self-conscious about his body, right? We've seen that for a long time. Um, Shrek. Shrek, great little movie about body dysmorphia. He felt like he was not lovable because, you know, as like he said, he's an onion and people don't want to peel back the layers of an onion because it makes you cry, right? Like, we get self-conscious about our body and I don't care how good looking you think you are. There are moments where you look and you go, gosh, what about, and we think about that stuff. That happens to all of us, right? It's to a different degree. I, I totally get that, but it does happen to all of us. So what does all of this mean? Why am I doing a podcast on this this delusion, this this cultural lean towards schizotypal personality disorder? It's not to tell anybody that they are wrong. It's really I want to draw attention, clinical attention, to this concept of reality and fantasy. Anybody, well, you know what? I'm going to get to that later. Look, what this means is, number one, delusions and fantasies are being supported in our culture. I think that's evident when we ask somebody, what is a woman? And they're like, it's whatever you want it to be. Or I can't answer that because I'm not one. Look, there has to be some ability to clarify, classify, and not in the in the negative way, discriminate. Clarify, classify, discriminate is, is clinical terminology. We clarify we ask questions, we classify, we put it into categories, and we discriminate between the categories. It's not saying that we're trying to put you down or make you less than. It's we're trying to be able to tell the difference between you and somebody else. Like if you go into a new culture and you've never been around those people, at the beginning, there is this challenge to clarify, classify, and discriminate between. Because what happens is, this is a natural occurrence. I'm not making this up. We look at a culture of people and we think they look similar. And what they do, they belong in the same you know, classification. But how similar are they when we begin to discriminate between? We start to see the differences between the men and the other men, the women and the other women, the men and the women, and you know, the, the little boys and the little girls. And the, like we begin to see the person as an individual. And then we begin to wonder, how is it that I could have ever lumped them together? Our brains take time. This is a reality. You don't have to like what I'm telling you. I'm just telling you it is a reality. We clarify, classify, and then discriminate between the different categories. That's a natural occurrence. And our culture, delusions and fantasies are being supported which means we're beginning to lose the ability to clarify, classify, and discriminate. We're actually trying to take it out of the culture. Well, that goes against our design. Like you can, you can hate me for it if you want, but the reality is that goes against our design. Our design is to clarify, classify, discriminate. And if you have followed me in previous episodes, you will have heard me talk about that being a life-saving, life-important thing to be able to clarify, classify, and discriminate, right? If we are um, walking up over the hill and, you know, and we hear this, and somebody you know was walking in front of us and we we come over the hill just in time to see them getting ripped to shreds by an animal 
we immediately memorize that sound. And when we hear that again, we stay away from it. The same is true with our eyeballs. So it's our, you know, think about our five senses, right? We use all of our five senses to do exactly what I'm describing to you. Clarify, classify, and discriminate. And again, let me just remind you, it's not discriminate as in to put down, to suppress, to, to be oppressed. It's to tell between. That's by definition what it means. Okay, so normal development has us leave fantasy behind somewhere typically between age eight and 12. In some cases, that fantasy world doesn't get left behind until 16 or so, right? And that comes naturally with the brain science. We figured this out, the corpus callosum, the thing that connects our left and right hemispheres. As that develops, we begin to get abstract thinking abilities, in which case we have to be able to tell between reality and fantasy, Right? We get to see now the, the, the one end, the other end, and now all that gray stuff in between. And that's a good thing. right? We, we naturally grow out of the fantasy world. That doesn't mean we don't want to dip our toes in the fantasy world from time to time, even as adults, and remember what it was like to be childlike. But we don't stay there. And even when we are there, we're not able to see it as real. Uh, introduce uh, any Disney character right here, all right? We are, as a culture, normalizing fantasy. That's what we are doing. And when we normalize fantasy, the problem with that is it becomes hard to tell the difference between fantasy and reality. And as that line gets blurred, what we're going to find is that the really the, the really sick becomes harder to identify. Why? Because we don't want to. We're afraid to say, well, I think maybe a woman does have something to do with their biology, right? Not, maybe not a whole 100% of it, but a good portion of it has to do with biology. And if we can't do that, we're acknowledging that we are afraid to state reality. And that is unhealthy. When we do that, it pushes us toward delusion. Well, I can't really say what is real versus what is fantasy because that has to do with your perception. And we're going to get into that again at the end. That's one of my punchlines. The second thing that this means, obviously that was all under one category. Delusions and fantasies are being supported. I gave you some evidence as to why that is unhealthy. Two, the culture is making it harder to know reality as a whole. That's number two, reality as a whole. When we are pushed toward delusion, we begin to not know what reality is. So when somebody asks a basic question, does that table exist? The answer is yes, it's there. I can see it. I can touch it. I can feel it. I, I can hear something when I hit it. I like, yes, it's real. It exists. If I were not in this room, that table would still be there. The whole idea is, you know, does a bear poop in the woods? Yes. Where else can they poop, right? Well, they can poop on the street now because they, they come into town sometimes, right? So understanding what is reality, we cannot lose that culturally. If we do, we are being pushed towards schizotypal personality disorder. So stay with me. Number three, at best, we're becoming narcissistic. That means my way is the right way. I get to decide and my opinion is elite. 
I get to decide that you should believe what I believe. And if you don't, I mean, it's okay. You're a dinosaur. You're the one who's antiquated. That is narcissism. Okay. That is unhealthy by itself. But at worst, we're coming, becoming delusional to the point of psychotic. Now, go ahead and look that one up. I know that's strong language. But when we become fully delusional and we have no ability to understand and point at reality as it exists outside of ourselves, if we can't point at reality, we are fully delusional. We are psychotic. And as a culture, we don't want to get to that point. That is not a good point to be at. So here's my punchline for you. Reality exists outside of perception. That's my punchline. Anyone who tells you that perception is reality is lying. Or, or maybe, maybe I could use some more gentle uh, language here. They don't understand reality. And therefore, their opinion at that point becomes secondary to your own opinion. Okay, that's the nice way of saying they're wrong. Because the truth is, there is a reality that exists outside of our perception. I'll paint you a little picture. This is what I, when I, when I have clients with me, I, I explain to them. If I put a camera up in the corner and I pretend, by the way, they do this in the movies all the time. I pretend to hit you and you flinch as if I hit you. Did I actually hit you? If you look at the camera, you're going to say yes. But if you were in the room, you're going to say no. It was pretend. It was fantasy. It was fake. It was not real. You never actually touched me at all. That's the difference between fantasy and reality that we have to be able to tell. With that, I'm going to go ahead and let you sit and ponder this stuff. Please go ahead and give me feedback. I love to get feedback. Uh, you know, I, I am not afraid of feedback. Uh, give me hard feedback. Give me positive feedback. I'm, I'm okay with whatever because I want, this, I want this to be valuable to each and every one of you. So thank you for joining me and thank you for joining into this very tough topic. Have a great one.